Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hi, I'm uh, Justin Reed, CEO of Troilus Gold. We are a $200 million development, gold development company located in Northern Quebec. Uh, we are developing the past producing Troilus Gold Mine. We have a resource of 8.1 million ounces. PA is done. It shows a 20 year plus mine life producing between 220 and 250,000 ounces of gold a year for low capex of uh, less than $350 million. Um, we're about to put out our inaugural reserve after 250,000 meters of drilling, culminating in a pre-feasibility towards the end of this year. Brilliant, Justin, good to have you back on board. Um, how have things been? You've been raising a lot of money recently. We have, we have, we uh, we closed about three weeks ago, forty-five million um, at an average price of about a dollar forty-five a share with the flow-through premium. Um, really well taken, eighty percent institutional, twenty percent retail, over a hundred million dollar in dollars in the book. Uh, bought deal through a syndicate of five banks, which was great. Um, and then today we announced uh, the strategic investment from the government of Quebec. Um, at a 20% premium to where the, the price is today, uh, establishing a framework for project financing in the future, which is a huge um, de-risking event uh, and validation for our company. Fantastic. You seem to raise money at the right time. The 45 million, 80% institutional, 20% retail. What, why did you go for that mix? And, and more importantly, why the uh, almost immediate drop in share price after you did it? Well, uh, the, the mix is, uh, was really a function of us focusing on the retail investor over the, the last year. Um, we've always done institutional well. We've said that in the past and we've, we've made a big push for retail. So we've carved out and, and, and really tried to fill the retail demand. And unfortunately, everybody got cut back, but I think they, they were fairly treated and that will continue in the future. The share price drop, well, that was, yes, obviously dilution deals drop a little bit after, but four days after our deal hits, gold goes down $120 and the entire uh, sector came off. We were trading in line with our peers. It was the worst June for the gold market in 13 years. So a little bit lucky in timing, um, but I think that the announcement today um, where, the invest where the Quebec government came in at a 20% premium, right back to where the de deal price was, is kind of validation of value as we go forward. Okay, I just want to stay on this for a bit. Okay, so you're saying, obviously, gold, gold has come off. Everyone's had, had a bit of a knock on that one. But if you tried to do the deal a week later than you did, would you have got it over the line? Not at the price I did. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, not at, I'm going to be honest, not at the price we did, and probably half the size. And uh, I think we would have had a thought very carefully about whether you even do it, right? Um, we always have, in our budgets, we have lots of triggers. We can slow down, we can speed up, we can do a whole bunch of things, but um, we were able to do it at, uh, like I said, an average price of about a buck 45. Um, if that was much lower, I'm a large shareholder, uh, dilution really comes into question. Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll come back to that and the implications of that in a second, if I may. So let, let's look at um, uh, Investment Quebec. Um, just over 11 million bucks, I see. 
Um, I mean, that's I mean, that's just easy money, isn't it? They just want to support any Quebec business. So um, that must have been uh, pretty quick to get over the line, I assume. It's it's the government, Matt. It's the government. Uh, the, yeah, you know, I was going to say it's probably the hardest $11 million I've ever I've ever had to get in my career. It's a year of work. Um, to put in perspective for you, it's a year of work over eight months of, of really um, detailed and thorough DD from three pillars of the government. Um, Investment Quebec, when they invest, and, and it's the Quebec government, you know, there's a quote in the press release from the Minister of Finance. Um, so it tells you it had to get ministerial approval, which is huge. But the three silos of due diligence, it was one ministerial which is about jobs and taxation and growth in the future. Uh, two is the MERN, the, Minister, uh, the Ministry of Energy and Resources. Um, that is the environment and permitting. And then there is Investment Quebec, which is a fund manager and a business, and they have to return to their shareholders like any fund manager. So this was, this was eight months of intensive DD and is a huge validation for the team and for the project and really establishes a framework that we're now working on the day after the release um, to put a project financing uh, plan in place for expedited production, backed by probably the best financiers in Canada. Okay, so, so what each of those three pillars get out of it? Okay, one, you've got the environmental component there and assume the people who dish out the li- the licenses and permits is that right? They do. Uh, the Mer- the Mern is responsible for all permitting, but the, and so you know permitting is always a risk in any jurisdiction. Quebec is known as a pro development, pro permitting jurisdiction, and they went through our water treatment plan, our tailings plan, our reclamation plan at the closure of the mine, even though it was at the PA level. Um, and we're a past producer. We already deal with them every six months now when they inspect site because of our tailings and everything else. Um, so yeah, it's validity of permitting um, and the uh, uh, nothing's easy. Nothing's easy in Quebec or anywhere in mining, but certainly I think we, it's established a really good working relationship and they're very aware of how and what we're doing and they accept it. Got it. Good. Got it. It is good. So I want to explore the kind of pro, the pro business com- components. Obviously, with Investment Quebec, which is sorry, I thought it was just them. Okay, it, there's um, they've got to get returns, so they're not going to invest in anything which may not deliver against that. But have they got a lower threshold? Is there a lower lower barrier to entry for them? I mean, they certainly have a government mandate, right? It has to be Quebec based. It has to have size and scale to put their money to work. Right. Um, so, yeah, this was $11 million investment, um, getting four to five percent of our company. However, what they're working for is the $350 million project financing piece. That's where they get their real return by being um, financiers and project lenders in the future. And there's 100 examples of them doing this in the past successfully in Quebec across all industries. So, that, so that's you're saying that the project finance piece of what you're doing, potentially, you've got yourself a partner for some of that or all of that? Uh, for, they syndicate, for sure. Um, they're going to be a lead. But then you look at it, who are our second largest shareholders. It's the case, which is also a government mandated pension fund. 
Uh, they work in partnership. Uh, we have FTQ as well um, as our third Quebec partner. And, uh, and then we'll probably bring in one more, but certainly with um, IQ, the case and FTQ together, uh, that can get between 80 to 100% of everything over the line. And just to keep everybody honest, we'll probably syndicate it one, with one more player. Right. Wow. Okay. So you, even though you're kind of P, I know you, the PFS is coming out. What is it? Is it Q3 or Q4 this year? Yeah, Q4. Q4. Okay. So even though you're kind of just pre-PFS coming out, you potentially have solved the, the debt problem or project finance problem. Uh, nothing solved till the money's in the bank, but, but certainly I would say we've established a framework. We've, we've established a roadmap that as we move through the various stages remaining, they're going to be working with us. So they're now in the room. When the pre-feasibility comes out, they will be absolutely up to speed. As we work towards the modifications to the feasibility, they will be in line all the way. So what my goal is, is to avoid that gap between pre-feasibility, permitting, and ultimately project financing. I would like it all to come in one nice, tidy package. Who knows if that'll happen, but that's the goal. Right, okay. So when you, and last time we talked, I mean, I, I probably accuse this of being a sort of relentless, almost, almost boring in terms of the, sense of the way that you, you put together all of the moving parts, but you seem to have kind of gone early on a lot of it, you, you built the, a team who can build projects now. You haven't kind of waited to further down the line to kind of get them in, in place. I mean, what, 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 what are you nervous about? Why are you, why are you being so you know, you know, conservative or cautious with, um, or sorry, why are you doing risking so quickly? That's a better question. You, you seem to be really um, honed in on that. We, um, we don't see that there is substantial technical risk. Right. We, we inherited a past producer, it produced 2 million ounces of gold, 70,000 tons of copper for 14 years. And it closed because of the time, the economics of the day, the Canadian price and the fact that um, Inmet had Cobra Panama, the sixth largest copper mine in the world. Corporate objectives were elsewhere in the world. So it was a very well run operation that was just misunderstood. And we've talked about it a number of times. So we've added a huge resource quickly. We've put the team in place to do it. We have the financiers behind us. And now we have the balance sheet, right? Before we were always raising 20, $25 million, drilling like crazy, putting out some, some event, you know, a new resource, exploration, whatever. And then you're looking at the balance sheet and you're going, oops, you know, we're getting below $10 million. It's time to do it again. Now we're sitting here with the team, the asset, the board, the financiers, and a balance sheet where we don't even have to think about um, dilution of any side until we get to production, let alone our project financing. Maybe we can mitigate that too. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just interesting. It makes a lot of companies going to move at a, almost a, a slower pace because they can conserve energy. I, I, I get that you've kind of got the balance sheet, so perhaps... Um, you know, get everything tied down now. Um, so what have people got to look forward to? Because again, we talk about you know, the prices come off, gold's come off a bit, but they've got to be looking, f you know, your shareholders or people looking at you now and going, hey, maybe maybe, uh, maybe there's, there's some leverage here for me. What are they looking at? I get the inaugural uh, reserve. I get the PFS, both of them this year. 
Are you going to be doing any more drilling now you've got a bit of cash? Do you need to? Well, I mean, we've never slowed down. We're drilling 10,000 meters a month. That's not going to stop. Um, the resource is going to come out, but the drills aren't going to stop. Right? We're, we're, a lot of our drilling has been infill for that reserve. And, and one has just been stepping out. We're going to be stepping out even more. We're going to show that this is a deposit of far larger scale than is even considered now. And then we acquired 14, we have 1400 square kilometers. Last year we had, we spent about $10 million on regional exploration. We identified six great targets. Geophysics are done, geochemistries are done. Snow's gone, not for long, but the snow is gone. So that groundwork is being done and those drills are going to move to test other things. Um, like I said last time, it's going to be a very small portion of the budget, but we're going to make sure that there's continuous news coming while we're doing some of that boring stuff that adds huge value, but doesn't have the sizzle, right? Yeah, yeah. It, I, well, it's interesting, but maybe that's a conversation for another day about some of the headlines out there. Um, okay, well, like, um, Justin, I appreciate the update on what you guys are up to um, nice solid work. Um, maybe come and uh, talk to us once this inaugural reserve is at sometime in later later Q3. Thanks, Matt. That was great. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.